0: Who told Jesus about the Galileans who, uh, whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices? Jesus answered, "Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish, or those eighteen who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them. Do you think they were more guilty?" than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish.
1: Okay, what Jesus is doing here, uh, as we can see, his, his, his disciples came to him asking him about these Galilean citizens yeah. who were killed while they were going to offer a sacrifice. In other words, Pilate sent out these kind of, almost like assassins to stab these people, they mm. think. And it was a, to keep uh, the people under control and suppression. So that's a man-made disaster, like we would think of a terrorist or war. Yeah. But the other is more natural. They were probably building this tower. Maybe there was, it was too, the foundation was too wet. Maybe there was a strong wind, mm-hmm. but it blew over, and in the process killed 18 people. It's very specific. It's almost like reading a newspaper. Right. So they're saying, how could this happen? Why did this happen? Notice though that Jesus says, use these catastrophes or these events to focus on who not on the people and not on the victims, but who? He says, turn the table and look at yourself, right. yeah. because we don't know. That's why he says, basically, look, unless you repent, you will likewise perish. These people perish suddenly. One thing about both of these events, one was man-made, the pilot had these guys get stabbed and killed. Right. The other was natural occurrence. Probably uh-huh. the wind blew this this tower over. But he's saying, don't try to figure out why it happened to them specifically. Use this to realize that life is very fragile. Yes. Repent mm-hmm. yeah. and get right with God. Maybe you're going to have two more years on this life, on this planet, or you're going to have 50 more years. Mm-hmm. But the key is use these incidents mm-hmm. to reflect on your own mm-hmm. fragility and brevity of life and rather than look for causation. Yes. See, man is always looking for causation. Yeah. In John <clears> chapter 9, they see the blind man. And what do they say to Jesus? Do you remember? They go, Lord, who sinned? This man or his parents? Right. Jesus yeah. says, neither. Mm-hmm. But rather that the glory of God mm-hmm. might be displayed. Yeah. So when we look at natural disasters and even human-made, like this recent uh, right. terrorism in London, mm-hmm. that should cause all of us. Now, we can look at root causes of terrorism and that. Don't get me wrong. But we should use these events to say in our own lives, Wow. Am I right standing with God? Mm -hmm. Am I right standing with others? Do I have to offer forgiveness or Mm -hmm. receive forgiveness? Do I have to get things squared away? Mm -hmm. Because Psalm 90 says, Thou knowest not what a day might bring forth. Again, when you talk about towers, you know the average age of people going up on 9-11 in the Twin Towers? It was about 34 years old. Mm. They're going up, yeah, Yeah. up the towers to Starbucks coffee in their hand with their laptops. Mm. They're going to another day in the Twin Towers, you know going in their offices insurance and ad agencies they didn't think that was their last day Mm. but we always must think it's our last day as an old preacher friend told me he says live each day as if it's your last day and one day you'll be right yeah Yeah. that's (laughs) good advice (laughs) advice. but i think we should plan for Mm. a long life but we should be ready for a, a short life, right? if you know what I'm saying. I do. And that way we can always live. Yeah. In the, in well, the you
0: know, we've talked about that, and I think, John, you know, the more I go on my walk, and uh, Wanda, I don't know your thoughts on this, mm-hmm. but I realize how important each day is. Mm-hmm. One of the things that is really important for me now, John, since we've been walking together, uh-huh. is the idea of creating disciples. I don't, I don't want to digress into that, but when you start to realize that your time is so limited here, mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that these disasters bring out is that fact clearly you just never know how much time we have you know I have friends not even considering anything until they're 75 or they're assuming they're going to get there and at the end of the day you know in my little world um, I had two um, automobile accidents Uh, that were not my fault. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of them was in 97 where I was hit on the highway by a guy that was 83 years old, and he didn't see that there was a backup three miles long. They had to pull me out of the car with the jaws of life, and uh, my car was a Coke can. Mm -hmm. Now, out of the grace of God, I survived that with only some scratches on my knees and a stiff neck. So you just never know. Uh, You never know when your time is. And at that point, you know, I told my wife that I thought God was trying to knock on the door for me and say, hey, can I get your attention? Mm -hmm. And it didn't work then. Mm. So, you know, it took a while, and then it took the market collapse before I started to wake up. So I think sometimes some of these disasters he's trying to get our attention, at least in my own personal life, I see that. Mm -hmm. I see that. And, I, you know, at the end of the day, you, you first get angry, and then you thank him
2: mm-hmm.
1: that
0: he even cared enough to get your attention. Yeah. And that's the way I feel today.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, I think it, you bring out a good point. Yeah. See, most of life is good. What I mean, most of our days are good. Mm-hmm. We get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about it, who controls all the systems when we go to sleep at night? No kidding. Respiratory and breathing. Think about and it. And all the, yeah. uh, you know, who's controlling that? Yeah. Well, that's God controlling it. But mm-hmm. life is interrupted. Right. By crises. Life is interrupted by a natural disaster, a sudden something. Yes. We weren't expecting. But generally speaking, most of our days are good days. Yes. We don't realize it because yeah. we're not a thankful people sometimes. Right. <laughs> we just say, you know, but What's next? it's interrupted. <laughs> and when these disasters yeah. hit, we say, well, that's a God made, you know, mm-hmm. God made you know, these events and whatnot. Right. Well, yeah, we're going to look at that in a second. But we have to use those things to realize the brevity of life. Yes. Life is short. Yes. And, you know, uh, maximize our time. It says here in Psalms, it says uh, uh, verse 10, uh, verse 9, uh, if, uh, Psalm 90. I don't know if you're there, Wanda. Okay. Verse uh-huh. 9 through 12. Yes. I'm okay, here. thank you. Uh-huh.
3: 90, Psalm 90, uh-huh. 9 through 12. Uh-huh for all our days are passed away in, in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and 10, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet it is their strength, labor, and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Number 11, who knoweth the power of thine anger, even according to thy fear? so is thy wrath. And verse 12. And Okay. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. That's the key. Yes. Mm-hmm. Life is
1: brief, yeah. but he says, so teach us. This is a good prayer to ask for yes. wisdom. Yes. It's always a good prayer to ask for wisdom. Yes. Yeah. Write that and down. So, yes. so Lord, teach me to maximize this day, to glorify you. It doesn't matter if I'm cutting the lawn or going to work or whatever it might be. Yes. But how can I glorify you, Lord? Because, you know, again our days are brief and they're mm-hmm. passing by and if you notice he says we have 70 years or by reason of strength 80 that's almost about where the actuary rates are in life insurance today wow. it's a little bit more now for yeah. americans i think mm, women yeah. are i could be wrong i think it's 86 and yeah. men are a little bit less but it's that idea right where the psalmist says it's right Isn't where, it <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's yeah. kind of up wow. you go with the averages so that's where we're at today you know in we look at this and we realize we're in this place, this universe, this space time mm-hmm. continuum that we yeah. live in. Yeah. And we all have lost loved ones in the past year, yes. have we not? Yes. I mean, maybe some of us lost people we didn't think we were gonna lose. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a sudden yeah. you know, that yes. happened with my brother last year. Yes. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but that's the condition of life. Yeah. That's just that's just life. Mm-hmm. It's just the flip side of the coin is death. And of course, again, when we see Jesus he, he answers life's biggest inevitability, biggest fear, biggest worry. What is it? Death. Mm-hmm. All people have this, you yeah. know, we're on this escalator of time. Yeah. We're moving towards this portal of death. We're all mm-hmm. going to have to go through it. 100% of people on this planet, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. we're going to have to go through it. But Jesus is the only religious leader or philosopher that dealt with death, went through death's door, and then came back and knocked it off its hinges and said, I am the resurrection and the life. Mm. He that believeth in me shall not perish. Yes. And when I teach in Southeast Asia, people from different religious backgrounds, I says, if you're gonna trust somebody with your life and your eternity, trust somebody whose title is the resurrection yes. and the life. Definitely. He answers life's biggest problem. Yes. Any thoughts me? Yeah. yeah.
3: And, and as you were speaking uh, recently, uh, a few minutes ago, I, I was going over, I monitor cancer trials Mm. I audit oh, cancer yeah, trials yes. and I saw a 34 year old breast cancer female vibrant oh. four children attorney stage four stage oh. four
1: now how long did she have that when you saw
3: her? she just she was just that ghost. and so she's about to go on a clinical trial um, and we it it, it it lengthens the life a little bit right? but
1: who knows stage 4
3: stage 4 34 oh years. my gosh like just starting to live uh, yeah. 34
1: that's like a third of your expected life yeah Absolutely. Yeah, yeah yeah Yeah. so, so again yeah
0: and that's where you question it you know and you know but before I was a believer I, I, I think e- even now I, honestly sometimes you question you ask God a question God why What's the purpose in this? You know, uh, my mother had uh, leukemia. uh, When my son was five months old, she passed. She was like 61. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my -hmm. wife's uh, mother had Mm -hmm. lymphoma Mm -hmm. eight months after that. Mm -hmm. Then her dad was diagnosed Mm -hmm. with stage 4 lung
3: cancer. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, and when you take a look at all that, one right after the other, it was literally we found out. I'm not kidding you. Um, And so uh, I just remember... Uh, going through that but you know Mm -hmm. at the end of the day um, I I think uh, John we talked about this we touched on this that with the fall in the garden it all stems back to that Mm -hmm. where we were walking in paradise we had all the information we needed from God uh, we were in alignment And one of the things that I I love, Wanda, that John was trying to uh, teach me before the show is the fact that we became out of alignment. Mm -hmm. And that is why we have these troubles, especially anxiety and fear that is so relentless in our lives for everything, and that's the enemy. But, you know, without the Scripture, without being able to fall back on the Scripture, I mean, you take a look at Isaiah 41.10. And it says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. Yes. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Yes. Do not fear, and even with these disasters. Yes. So I think, is Michael Parks trying to call in? Yes, he is. Okay. okay. Admiral so,
3: Parks, are you there?
2: I am, I'm Great. Good morning, Michael.
0: Well, uh, Michael uh, Parks is a retired admiral, two-star retired admiral from the U.S. Uh, Coast Guard, and now he's currently the CEO of Red Cross and uh, he is now down in Miami, Florida, dealing with some of the hurricane issues and uh, some of the challenges down there now. So Mike, thank you so much for uh, joining us today on the show. How are things down there?
2: Well, David and John, it's great to uh, be on the show with you, and thanks for taking the time. Well, I'd say in a word right now, it's a little hot down here, but uh, a little different than uh, Northeast Ohio. Um, things are challenging. I, I think our biggest challenge here in the Miami-Dade area uh, the South Florida area has has to be the uh, lack of power. So yeah. you know the, the power companies, utility companies, are working uh, feverishly to get that back up. That's that's the biggest need right now. And, you know, it's uh, day six, and uh, you know, obviously with heat heat indexes in the uh, triple digits, it's really a tough situation when uh, oh boy. there's no uh, no water, no ice, uh, you know, no power, and people are in the high rises, and so. You know, a, lot of, a lot of activity, a lot of partners come together to work uh, to do good work to help those that are impacted. Obviously, this storm Irma, you know, right on the heels of of uh, Harvey, you know, has made a huge huge impact on our country.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and with your resources, I mean, how is Red Cross adapting? You know, your assets uh, to a back-to-back uh, hurricane? Yeah, they were both Hurricane Four, right? Well, they're, they're
2: they rated? were. They were rated, yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, Irma was a cat 5. In fact, the strongest Category 5 hurricane in the Atlantic Basin yeah. history. And uh, when it made landfall, though, it was a four. And I would tell you that, uh, you know, the Red Cross is obviously uh, doing doing its best. We've got uh, we had over 4,000 volunteers in, in Texas. We've got over 3,000 volunteers here in Florida, and more on the way. And it's just a you know really it's a national organization that comes together. Tries to do the very best it can in
0: these kind of situations. Yeah, and you know, Mike, um, it, it was great that you're calling in today, especially everything you're doing. We can't thank you enough. But you know, the theme for today is you know, God is in control. How do you, uh, you know, compartmentalize these two disasters and what we've seen the last few years, and and feel that God is in control? I mean, what, what's going through your mind? Because you're right down there in the streets.
2: Well, I, I, I think that's sometimes a challenge for folks that are, you know, certainly the impacted folks, those of us that are blessed enough to be able to help uh, see God's hand all the time, because we see uh, the generosity uh, of man helping each other. And the, these two disasters especially have, uh, you've seen uh, the best of people, obviously sometimes the worst of people's nature comes out, but mm. the real rewarding things is when people are, um, you know, helping each other, helping their fellow man, the generosity. And when I was back home in Northeast Ohio, we were raising funds for uh, the Red Cross and the relief efforts, and and people were just, uh, you know, it was really remarkable to see when we were doing uh, phone bank telethons, and people would call and say, I don't have any money in my account until my next uh, Social Security check, but I still want to send you $10. You know, these people, um, the kind of generosity. and people wanting to help and the volunteers um, you know uh, I met a man last night who uh, was working until midnight as a warehouse supervisor and he had to drive a box truck down to uh, Key West last night he did get home till midnight uh, you know he just flew in the day before from LA to help to volunteer and uh, it's amazing that's the kind of thing where you see um, the, you know, the humanity and. and uh, God putting that kind of sense of compassion and service on people's heart, and the people helping each other—that's that's where I see God's provision
1: uh, day in and day out, and uh, so that's 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 the part that keeps you going. Yeah, Michael, that's are the thing. are the roads and bridges open to Key West now? Uh,
2: they are. Uh, they are hoping to open them uh, even maybe as early as today. Okay, now, that has not been that has not been announced yet. So I, I am not sure that that's going to happen, but uh, it is almost to that point where they are going to let the residents back down to the keys. But uh, some of those keys uh, took took a real beating, mm. uh, and obviously different parts of the state of Florida uh, have taken, you know, different, uh, you know, the Naples, uh, the the Gold Coast, as it's called, that whole area, uh, Sarasota, Braden, in that area took a, you know, took some serious water and wind and, and has some damage there. You know here the biggest problem in the miami dade area has been uh, the power outages and obviously up north there's some river flooding with uh, all the rain coming down and uh, so obviously those are those are challenges I are mean, more than six million people without power and the, the power company's done a great job to bring them back within less than a week uh to just but there's still over I mean a million and a half people without power yeah. so if
1: people yeah. want to get in touch should they go to your website? What What's the best way if they wanted to give or volunteer?
2: Right. The best thing to do is go to redcross.org. There's certainly a donate tab there. If you uh, obviously the most important thing is either you know, your your time, your talent, your treasure. You know your treasure. If you're able to donate uh, funds, uh, you know disaster relief is the best uh, way to do it. So we have at least a little flexibility because. Uh, you know, now there's uh, another storm brewing out there. Jose is still lurking, yeah. and uh, may may do some damage to the northeast. So uh, it is just uh, you know been a been a nonstop year, and we're we're uh, you know just in the middle of hurricane season, runs through November. So uh, and or there's a volunteer tab. The other thing, John, that uh, folks can do if they uh, if they can't do either of those things, if they can't. Uh, the time to volunteer, and you know, a volunteer doesn't mean you have to necessarily come down to Florida or Texas or something uh-huh. like that. You can you can volunteer locally, certainly to use uh, talented volunteer, volunteers right there in Northeast Ohio. Uh, you're out in Lorain County, there's certainly people that could uh, help us in Lorraine County, there's, in Northeast Ohio, every night there's an average of three, three families that suffer their worst nightmare when they lose their home to a home fire. Mm-hmm. But the other thing people could do is also, if they can't do either of those things, they could give blood obviously there's okay. always a, right. a need for that and, and blood donations you know every single pint we collect potentially helps three uh, people so that's a that's a great gift
0: wow wonderful uh, mike uh, in terms of the death toll uh, w- what have you guys come up with to date i know they're still doing searches i was watching the news the other night they still have the canines out there but but to date you know what have you seen so far
2: you know, David, I really don't have the latest okay. so it would be just a wag. On sure. Part of okay. I'd rather not do that. Sure. I know that we have had a, at least a half dozen fatalities due to uh, some challenges in a facility that uh, uh, we didn't have. That there wasn't air conditioning and you know, yeah. there was no power. And I, I think that you know we're kind of at the mercy of uh, the power companies who are trying their best. But that's a you know that's a real challenge because some of the most the least impacted the um, yeah, the, the most remote places are the hardest to get to for the power companies, but they're also the people who have the least ability to help themselves. Mm. So, you know, we're kind
0: of in a catch-22. Do, do your facilities um, have the ability to cool, you know, your shelters? So if these people are without power for a week, you said it's very hot and humid down there. I mean, is it kind of a shelter in that way too, or don't you guys have the means for that?
2: Well, we work with our partners, and that's one of the things about the Red Cross that makes it such a powerful organization. It's not we can't do any of this by ourselves, right? And we work with all these partners, and so there are places called cooling centers where, whether it's um, you know different facilities that have power and have the air conditioning that allow the public to come in and cool off. Obviously, we do the best we can in our shelters. Right. Some of them, though, you know, with uh, emergency generators, can't run these big... HVAC units, they have to, you know, use fans and things like that. But, uh, you know, we're working with our local partners to do as much as we can
0: throughout the region. Yeah, and and I was in the Coast Guard uh, office up here in the 9th District, Mike, a couple weeks ago, and uh, they were telling me that they moved their assets and then they were going to deploy them back. So I'm sure you work closely with them down there. How does the Red Cross and the Coast Guard uh, kind of work together I mean do, do, are you guys in constant communication especially given your background how does that work
2: well it, it is uh, it is a very coordinated effort in fact the Coast Guard was uh, using some of their facilities to help move some of our shelter workers in Houston to actually get to the shelter um, and so uh, yeah it, it, it's a blessing to have been involved with the Coast Guard and now be with the Red Cross and to have been involved in those two you know wonderful humanitarian organizations has been a real privilege for me and uh, they, they do work seamlessly both organizations uh, uh, rarely worry about the credit and are more concerned about getting the mission accomplished and, and that's uh, you know that's a great partnership
0: yeah and I'm sure the churches are pulling together down there because you know th- this is almost uh, you know the, the perfect time to to be there to give comfort you know, with uh, with Christ's word. I mean, is the church pastors and ministers down there helping too? Are they interacting? Are they in your shelter? How, how does that work?
2: Well, uh, I would say, David, it's, it's really the other way around. We're in their shelters. Okay. Uh, because the faith-based, uh, the faith-based community is critical. And, yeah. And if you look at the shelter list, so many of them are, you know, this church or that church and these places. Uh, hmm. You know, that was the case when I was up in Jacksonville. People were... Uh, you know, on uh, doing that kind of work there. And, uh, you know, the, the churches were opening up their doors and using their facilities and, and using their parishioners as uh, volunteers to help uh, not only manage that, but, it, you know, the schools, the county schools, as well as the uh, churches and the faith-based communities, uh, you know, always comes to comes to the table and, and is very, very active. and You know, they're great partners for us.
1: Wonderful. Michael. Um, you drove the length of Florida, right? When you left Ohio, pardon me. You drove down there, didn't you, from Ohio?
2: I did. So, I did. I drove down to Atlanta first, and then uh, got yeah. redeployed after that to Jacksonville, and then just got redeployed down here to Miami.
1: So, when you were driving through Florida, where did you where did you notice the worst? What what did you think it hit the hardest, so to speak, and the infrastructure and everything else?
2: I, I think really the west coast of Florida uh, got. Uh, as far as physical damage, okay. and then some of the uh, eastern seaboard of uh, um, Georgia, you know those those areas probably took the worst okay. as far as physical damage from the storm. Um, you know the other damage, you know there's storm surge. There's there was uh, there's some river flooding up north now that's causing some problems. But uh, and then obviously the power outage isn't causing physical destruction, but it's causing an incredible toll on humanity
1: okay and through all of this what you saw is, is the response of people both professionals like yourself and your organization but how something as terrible and as a disaster like this could actually have a redemptive effect yes. in bringing people together and we see uh, sacrifice and heroic deeds mm-hmm. have you seen that you've seen that
2: yes and i would tell you that uh, you know the first responders uh you know not just you know organizations and like the coast guard but uh, fire, rescue, EMS, you know, the police, uh, a lot of these places have done just remarkable, remarkable work and are just uh, really, really um, dedicated. And many of those folks have been impacted themselves and they are putting themselves on the line for others. Uh, that is happening constantly. And uh, you know, thousands of lives have been saved by these people mm-hmm. and and that's that's really remarkable. And I would tell you the other thing I would say is that this has been one of the better um, you know, coordinated response efforts by the federal, local, state uh, government that, that I have seen working with uh, uh, the local communities and uh, nonprofits and faith-based community. The work, the work that's being done, is I mean, there's always going to be challenges. They're called disasters. They're not called comms. You know, they're they're called disasters yeah. for a reason. Right. And they're they're just naturally chaotic and dynamic and fluid, but. The work that's being done and the effort that's being put forth uh, by the federal government, by FEMA, by, by the military, yeah. and by the state, you know, the two, two most impacted states, uh, you know, Texas and Florida, are really well led and they're really doing great work. And to get down to the county and county commissioner level, and uh, the sheriffs and the, the emergency managers, there's just great work being done by people who are you know, really, really taxed. So I think that's, that's another thing where you see, you know, God's provision. And I think the other thing people can do that are, you know, your listeners can do is be praying for those people to help uh, give them the strength and the, the ability to persevere through really, really challenging times when they're not even taking care of their own needs.
0: Right. You know, in times like this, Mike, we have a couple more minutes with you. You take a look at Psalm 46.1. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. There's no situation we will ever face that is out of his control. So the best place to be, especially as Christians, is always right with him. Amen. That gives us our strength. It, it, it allows us to not question some of these things that we just don't understand. It's not for us to understand him, but just to keep him as our refuge is so important. And we also know that uh, we're blessed and you're blessed that you walk in the faith with Christ. Amen.
2: Well, well, thank you, and, you know, it's interesting you say that because I was in a building uh, this morning, and I saw it said refuge area, and I thought, well, if the Gideons really had it worked out, they'd
0: be putting Bibles right there. Uh, (laughs) That's right. Okay, Michael. God bless you, and thank you so much uh, for for doing his good work. We'll see you when you get back. Thanks. God bless you all. Take care, Michael. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye
1: so there you have it wow. you know, it was a yeah, very yeah. good call from michael parks yeah. uh, former admiral of the great lakes and now he uses his skills and talents yeah to head the red cross and help people in need
0: yes and uh you know just his background to be able to do both of those yeah. when you think about the the uh, coast guard background that's why he is so good when he's deployed But the other thing is he leads with Christ. He is Christ-centered. I have seen it since I've known him. Uh, We're very close. And when you see people like that in your life, look for them. Search for them. Mm -hmm. If you're a non-believer, find somebody that you see the light in. And once you attach to them, they make you stronger because Mm -hmm. we have to walk together. And people like that, even when you have situations, these disasters, and you see Michael come back... You know, he's he's not, you know, thrilled with what happened. Right. But you can see he has the comfort in Christ knowing he did what he could yeah. and he administered the best he could through what he knew and has learned uh, through his walk with Christ. Exactly, That right.
1: is so important
0: in our life. Amen.
1: So we'll pick it up on the, after a break and then we'll talk a little bit more about this whole thing about the natural world, the human condition and this whole thing of calamity or disasters and how this has mm-hmm. entered in and how did God originally create this whole world that we live in in this you know and we're going to look at where we're at today Terrific. so okay we'll just take a short break and mm-hmm. if you put a song I'm on one sure, thank you
3: sure.
1: hi this is john murtha welcome to you back to 89.1 fm radio coming to you from lorraine ohio you may want to call into the show if you have a question or some insight you'd like to share this is 440-399-3044 and if you want to live stream us that's www.wnzn.org uh wnzn.org i'm in the station this morning with our station engineer wanda ewing good morning. and with our good friend david Abood. and morning. we just got off the phone with our really good friend admiral michael parks who was head of the coast guard in the great lakes and then when he retired from the military he actually became the head of the red cross in northeast ohio he's presently down in miami and he was talking about disaster relief and what's going on there and just the scope of that natural disaster yeah. and how people are responding. And it really, you know, there's a redemptive theme that comes through these disasters mm-hmm. where people come together. It's sad to say, but sometimes the only time our country really comes together or a neighborhood comes together is when there's a disaster mm-hmm. or there's a calamity yeah. or there's yeah. a, yeah. you know, it's really sad. But yes, we do see this collective cooperative effort going on and, you know, people will say, well, why would God allow that? Or how did that happen? Is, mm-hmm. is God in control? Or is... and, and really, to understand these kinds of issues, you have to go way back to the beginning, as you said, David, way back to Genesis, and realize that in the beginning, when God created the whole world and nature and man in it, that he said at the end, not that it was just good, but it was very good. Mm-hmm. There was no sin. There was no yeah. death. There was no yeah. demonic yeah. involvement. And even for food sourcing god didn't say you're going to become a farmer he says you're going to be a gardener which basically means you'll pick the fruit you'll do it's not by the sweat of your brow and it's not you know tilling the land and planting and all these hardships but that will come later after the fall Mm. and because once man turns his back on god it affects all systems yes it's just because he it's just not the moral system disobedience Mm -hmm. uh Listening to what the enemy says, but God has moral laws, but He also has physical laws. Mm. And if you'll notice, uh, He He will say in chapter four uh, that now thorns and thistles will come in uh, to the human condition. Uh, the idea that uh, something new, so to speak, mm. has entered in. Uh, even when He says uh, to 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 pain, He says to the woman in John in. Genesis chapter 3, verse 16. Mm-hmm. verse I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception in pain. You See, there was no pain prior to that. Yeah. Nothing yeah. was listed. Right. He says to Adam, verse 17, because you have heeded the voice of your wife, have eaten the tree of the knowledge of, of good and evil, uh, cursed is the ground for your sake. Notice he doesn't curse man, but he cursed the ground for your sake. Yeah. You shall toil. See, now toil and labor and pain. Now look at verse 18. Mm-hmm. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. Now you see thorns and thistles. Yeah. These, these these a new thing has entered the created order. Mm. Interesting. When Jesus comes back, he'll reverse this stuff. Yes. Matter of fact, how will he be crowned? With thorns. With thorns. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. The very thing that starts here after the fall. is that? That's something. his kingly crown. I, I never put those yeah, two together he like Yeah, mm. he, he wears that kingly crown. Uh, you know, and he says, "The ground, you know, and the sweat, and the dust you are, dust you shall return." And so here we see all of the, these man is really out right. of sorts. Would right. you say David out of Gosh. alignment? Number one, first and foremost, he's out of alignment with God. He's broken that relationship with yeah. God. That's why later on in chapter 5, mm-hmm. it'll say when, when you have the birth of uh, Seth, it says, uh, they will Seth is born, and these are born after the image of uh, Adam. You see? Mm. Verse 1, it says... This is the book of the genealogy of Adam in the day God created man. He made him in the likeness of God. He created the male and female. Adam lived 130 years and began a son in his own likeness. Oh yes. See, man wow. was originally made in the image of God yeah. through the fall that we inherit, so to speak, the fallen nature or the DNA of our parents who inherited from their parents. That's the fall of nature. I see. All have said it comes. From. So man is out of alignment with God. There's a broken relationship mm. there. Man is out of a relationship with others. Remember, he says, mm-hmm. well, Eve, made my wife mm-hmm. made me do this and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then man's out of relationship with creation, mm. thorns and thistles and labor and sweat. Yeah. And man's also out of relationship with himself. He doesn't fully know who he is. Until a man fully knows God, he doesn't fully understand himself. Yeah, That's why it says in the prodigal, when he came to his senses or he comes to yes. himself, then he thinks, okay, what is my life about? And then he establishes a relationship with God. The reason so many people today that could have celebrity and wealth and everything else, but if they have no relationship with God, look at their lives. Because they don't know who they Mm -hmm. are. Yeah. Well, a very wise friend of mine once said, "Man's basic problem is he doesn't know what he's doing on this planet." Well, that, isn't he that doesn't the truth. know what he's doing on this
0: planet. Isn't that the truth? It, you know, and mm. one of the things from last week, Wanda, that we talked yes. about, we had Doctor Singh here, is the yeah. fact that it's because of our separation from God that we have all these addiction problems, mm. and that is that was the core of what we talked about. Right. And so, um, you know, it's interesting. Um, I was looking back at uh, the fact that we have lost you know, the the blueprint, the Bible is the br- blueprint in our life. You know, Noah Webster, the guy who wrote the book, mm-hmm. he basically said that the problems we've had, uh, let me take a look, the most perfect maxims and examples of regulating your social conduct and domestic economy, as well as the best rules of, of morality and religion are mm-hmm. to be found in the Bible. Yeah. We've. He said we've had the biggest problems now that we've taken the Bible, out of our classrooms, mm. we don't even pray anymore before school starts. Right, right. And so now, look what's happened to our to our world. Now, this was back in the day when you had the founding fathers. They believed in God. Mm. L- look at our money system. Look at everything else. We talked about that in the previous shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, you know, we've got to get back connected to God if we're going to get back into alignment, and we have to follow Christ. There's well, the that's that, that's
1: that's that's what happens. And really, the Bible is is a uh, is a story. Yeah. That arcs, it, it, it goes all the way from Genesis to Revelation. But it shows how does God reclaim mm-hmm. that which was broken or lost. And you'll see this continually as God is reaching out to man. But he also talks about in the Bible that even creation yeah. will be reestablished. That's why when you look at Romans, mm-hmm. if you look at Romans chapter 8, uh, maybe one or... David if you're there but if you look at Romans chapter 8 I got it okay verse 18
0: verse 18
1: and look at uh, through verse 22
0: okay. okay I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us mm-hmm. for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed for the creation was subjected to frustration not by its own choice but by the will of the one who subjected it and hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God.
1: Do you see what he's saying there? All of creation is delivered from bondage of corruption mm. into the liberty. And, and he says in verse 22, For we know that the whole creation groans mm. and labors with birth pegs together until now. Mm-hmm. So when you look at tsunamis yeah. or earthquakes yeah. or volcanoes... This earth is not the way God originally created it. Mm -hmm. It's going through these different changes and these different things. We don't understand the the relationship between moral code and physical codes and laws of the universe. All of this is going to be rectified and made right at the end of the age. Somebody says, well, why doesn't God do something? Well, the fact of the matter is God has done something. God is Mm -hmm. doing something, and God will ultimately do something to correct the wrongs.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. You
1: understand? Yeah. He has done something. Yeah. There's no other religion where, where God so identifies with man in his brokenness. Mm-hmm. So God, Jesus comes down in the form of a man, a servant. He willingly is subjected to sinful men. They misjudge him in yeah. false trial. Mm-hmm. They scourge him. They yeah. put thorns on his head. Mm-hmm. All of this. Put nails in his... And he identifies. He understands abandonment issues. He understands betrayal. He understands all of these things because he identifies with us in our pain, mm. in our fallen nature mm-hmm. Both, yes, Manda.
3: And, and the, there's a scripture that came to mind when you were talking in Chronicles that said, we ask why why can't God fix this uh-huh. but God is. God said in the word if my people who are called by my name who will humble themselves and pray turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then will I hear from heaven heal their heal their.'" Heal the land, uh-huh. forgive their sin, and heal
1: the land. That's important.
3: So it's on it's on us.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah right. This whole <laughs> thing with healing of the land and blessing the land—that's where is, the problem lies—is <laughs> is really is really yeah. tied up yeah. to our moral nature. Right. So I'll give you an example. Yeah. I lived in Southeast Asia for many years, and there, there was a study done before World War II of a Karen tribal village. Uh, the anthropologists lived there and stayed there, and uh-huh. this place was given over to growing opium. There was addiction, there was drunkenness. Uh, men didn't stay with their families; mm. they were not planting crops. And so, and when World War II happened, the Japanese occupied that area, and the door shut. Nobody could get in there, or out. I mean, it was basically in lockdown for about ten years. 15. Right. The anthropologists went back, went to the same village. They were planting crops. The streets were orderly, the little village streets. Wow. Men were staying with their wives and their children. There wasn't the opium addiction like it once was. And they said, what happened? She couldn't figure it out. Why? Yeah. There's what they call a social lip. Mm-hmm. She says, they said during the war, two pastors came from Burma, present-day Myanmar, mm-hmm. and they brought the gospel. And the people there embraced it in wow. that region and their lives were transformed, wow. but even their physical environment, the yes. crops, the 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 the, the, the well being of the society, that shows you. Because when Jesus comes, he, he 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 is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And if you look at Mark chapter four, when he crosses the sea with his apostles, mm-hmm. it, in verse thirty five of of, of the Gospel of John chapter Mm 4, there's this great storm. And and these guys were professional fishermen, but this windstorm, think of the windstorm we just had down in Irma. And the waves are coming up, and the wind is beating. And Jesus gets up and says, Peace, be still. Mm. He takes care of natural disaster. Okay, Now remember, he's the king. Mm -hmm. What is it about a king? Kings have power. Then he gets out of the boat, and he heals a man that's demon-possessed living in a cemetery. He has power over the demonic. Okay, then then he meets up with this girl that has a disease, issue of blood and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. He heals her. Mm -hmm. So he has power over disaster, power over demonic, power over disease. And then finally, further on, he's going to meet a guy whose child is dead. And he's going to go raise her from the dead. Do you see the kingly power of Jesus displayed in all these broken systems?
0: Yes. That's
1: the power. Uh And people don't realize this. When Jesus comes, he's displaying power in a limited fashion to let us know what's coming up in the Mm -hmm. ages to come. There's not going to be this kind of stuff going on. That's why it says at the end of the book of Isaiah, in that day, the lion will lie down with the lamb. The little child will put his hand over the uh, hole of the cobra. Mm -hmm. And there's total restoration yeah. and healing, and that's what we're moving towards. But in our individual lives today, there's the healing can come and wholeness, and even can affect our health. Believe it or not, Doctor Sang talked about that, David. Mm-hmm. Yes. Remember about our thought life. You yes. were you were looking at Romans chapter twelve, verse one and two, right? If you want to, okay. How even we now have the power through the Holy Spirit to reconfigure, re- so to speak, mm-hmm. our thought life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, our inner life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, we have to choose to do that and cooperate with the Holy Spirit. But I'll say in Romans chapter 12, we could turn there for a second. Sure. Whoever gets there you, first.
3: You, you got it, Daniel? No, go ahead, Wanda. Go ahead, Wanda. 12, one and 2. Uh-huh. I beseech ye, you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what it what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God.
1: Thank you. Yes. So here we see yeah. the operative word is formed there because this fallen world will form us. Mm. It will mold us, will it not? It, yes. it, it's just yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's a fallen world and, and it, it's fallen systems. It has nothing to do with power wealth and it will form us and shape us into a worldview that's not of God but he says if you know God be transformed Mm. in other words transformation metamorphosis you know uh, by how the renewing of your mind and this is what we talked about earlier David our mind our thought patterns can actually be renewed for example by and large, we're not thankful people. If you watch little children, you have to really train them how to be yeah. say thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of, we're not. You know, yeah. we don't tend to open our hands wide. We tend to clutch our f- fists tightly. You know, I was <laughs> watching little kids with toys. Yes. But what I'm getting at is, it, it we can renew thought patterns and our thought life uh, to conform. To this new life that Christ has given to us. Otherwise, we just go along with the world yes. system, yeah. and it takes effort to go against the world system yes. and the world thought life. As it's well said, any dead fish can float downstream. Okay, mm. yeah. but it takes a salmon, active, yeah. goal-oriented, deliberate activity to go against the current and to go uh, upstream. Just like you gave testimony yes. to your yes. the, the wedding you just yeah. attended, mm-hmm. that takes discipline, culture, yes. uh, to go against uh, the grain of popular culture, mm-hmm. yes. which is the world system. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you stand out. Yes. And, and you're gonna, it's actually good. I mean, hey, you, you're gonna be persecuted for it, but two, you're gonna be blessed. Yeah. And God could use one person mm-hmm. or one couple. To be an extremely bright light into a, in a darkened world that desperately needs to see. Yeah. What does this look like yes. lived out? Yes. Maybe you're yeah. going to testify yes. to that.
3: And uh, it's, so I, on our break, I was sharing with uh, John and David, and I was I went home to my hometown to Memphis. My only niece got married, and she's 24 years old, and she gave her life to the Lord at the age of four years old. And we watched her make her decision to give her life to the Lord. And the Lord blessed her life. And she was determined. She said, I am going to wait until I'm married. My husband will be the first time. She married as a virgin in this age. And And even further than that, they delayed their honeymoon." They got married on Saturday. Whoa. They lead worship. They led worship on Sunday. And I was telling John and David, I just sat there weeping <laughs> like a baby. It was just, my heart was filled with joy to just watch this baby grow. And she gave the Lord her life. And the Lord has just blessed her. Um, yeah. But yes, just like John said, people laughed at her, mocked her, mm-hmm. persecuted her. But she made up her mind that she made Jesus her choice. And, yeah that's powerful that, testimony that in yeah. today's
1: culture yeah. because yeah. the world is really the world is a tsunami yeah. i mean yes, the world is. is coming at yeah. us and our children and so many different you raising young children yeah and uh we have to train our children to be daniels yes and danielette yes. yeah. whatever Daniela. <laughs> Uh but uh but really we are in babylon in a sense morally yeah. speaking but if we can teach our children to be daniels yeah. to resist to yes. stay focused to be prayerful and to live a separated life they could and daniel and joseph mm-hmm. in the old testament were both elevated yep. in civil secular governments
0: because of who they
1: their relationship yeah. with god mm. god honors that yes, yes. He does.
0: You, you know john uh, as we're talking about this god is in control it's sometimes very hard especially before i was a believer to believe he's in control and when you think about does god exist it, it circles all those questions And, you know, one of the things we do want to teach our kids is if you look at uh, Philippians 4.8, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. That is the core because he, you know, Christ was the Prince of Peace, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and he he didn't look at the negativities. you said, he went in with the lepers and never got leprosy. Right. Mm-hmm. But at right. the end of the day, when we take a look at everything we've said today, what, what I go back to is nature. You think about the fact that there are one trillion species on the Earth. That was taken from a live science. Uh, May 2016, how does God move millions and millions of pounds of protein yes. from one end of the planet to the other? Wanda, I'm not out there throwing food out my window. Yeah. So, you know, when yes. you've got to go back to nature. When you take a look at that, then everything we've said, that's where the trust factor comes in for God me. Right. And that's how I base it. Yeah. So, you know, as we move forward, that that's why now that I'm walking in the Lord, I go back to nature all the time just mm. to help me with my walk. Yes.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, and we'll start wrapping it up here, but in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, it says, The visible world, just by looking at it from the start of time, tells us about the attributes of the invisible God, so yeah. that nobody has an excuse to say, I didn't know there was a God.
3: Absolutely. Just
1: by looking at, would you say, nature or creation, and the yeah. fact that everything is held in balance, it's in yes. a unit, you know, if yeah. the sun was a little bit closer, yep. we'd boil. If the sun was further away, we'd freeze. We'd have winter, yeah. like for ten months out of the year. Right? If I mean, when you go to sleep at night, respiratory, circulatory, all these mm-hmm. systems are working, and we yeah. wake up in the morning and we don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. We just okay, that was night. You know, I got mm-hmm. a good night's sleep. But who keeps all these things going? Yeah. yeah. Because you can look at nature, and, and it was Abe Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln that says, "Everything I see teaches me to believe in a God that I do not see." Yes. Mm. Okay, yeah. everything that I see teaches me to believe in a God that I don't see. We're going to do a program on that. We're going to have a scientist come on and talk that about the great. uniqueness yeah. yes. of the physical world around mm-hmm. us, and it just, it's just—it's impossible for this thing to just have happened, yeah. you know, yeah. through a yeah. Big Bang it or explosion. To happen and, the way it is. Every and not single only day. did it happen, but He sustains it yes. every day. Mm, he right. holds it together. That's right. So thank you, Wanda, yes. for uh, being the engineer this morning. Absolutely. Thank you, David, for being great part to of the be show. Here. Have a
0: great weekend, everybody. And
1: have um, it's great autumn weather. And, and you know, it, it really is. Uh, you know, talking to Michael Parks, it is heartening to see how people are coming together. and yes. Driving from different states, yeah. and I like that. You know, that we can come together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So God bless the listenership. Everybody that tuned in this morning. We look forward, God willing, to, to be it here next week. Uh, uh, with a show, actually, yes. it'll, it'll be a tape show, yes, and then uh, we'll talk about some of the special guests we have coming yes. in the future. God bless you guys. Okay. We'll
0: take Bye-bye. care, bye bye.